Hey, what's up? And welcome back to another podcast episode of the Contractor CEO Podcast. In today's episode, I'm very excited because I have a story to tell that is going to, I hope, inspire you and not only inspire you because I did something like crazy or anything like that, but I think a lot of us got in business because we wanted to be business owners and not just wanting to be in a business so we could work all the time, be really stressed and make okay money, right? A lot of us most likely, if we have a business, not that we don't wanna work, cause it's not that, we're not lazy, we probably like working. If you're anything like me, you enjoy it. But you wanna have the option that if you don't wanna work and you wanna take some time, spend with the family, spend with kids, whatever, that you have the time to do so. And so what this story is about is about basically how I took everything that I learned from my first three to four-ish years of my concrete company and how I decided to open up a brand new landscape construction company at the very beginning of 22, how I was able to generate over $500,000 of revenue and how I was able to generate over $70,000 of income. And you're probably thinking, well, Tyler, that's not that cool. But the best part is I did this while working less than about 15 hours a week. So if this was like the only thing that I had going on, and keep in mind, this was my first year. That $70,000 was after I bought like my dump trailer in cash, all of my tools. I mean, everything. That was $70,000 profit after all of that. And having no brand, not knowing anything about landscaping, like literally nothing. Okay, so this episode is uh, near and dear to me because it's something that I'm proud of. And, uh, you know, I did this as almost kind of an experiment. And before I get into like telling you about the hows and, you know, what I did and all that stuff, but a lot of you have already heard my story of how I got into concrete. I was partnered with my father-in-law and I shouldn't say was, I still am. We own that business 50-50. And we started the business without any idea of what the heck we're doing other than I kind of knew a little bit about sales because I was a salesman at my last job. And Caesar knew about concrete, but that was it. We didn't know how to be business owners. We didn't know how to charge for our work. We didn't know anything. And I didn't even know how to find out information, which is the even scarier part. So it was basically Caesar, me, we had a 2001 Dodge 1500 And that's it. We had nothing, right? And we grinded and we worked our asses off, especially the first two years. And I remember after the very first year, you know, we had done, it was like $700,000 in revenue and I couldn't freaking believe it. Like I remember I would tell friends and family and I was like super proud of our business. And, you know, I told them the top line number because it sounded impressive and no one ever dug deeper, especially because none of my family or none of my friends are business owners. So it's not like anyone was like, oh, that's great about your revenue. Like, what about your net income? Like, no one said that, right? So I wasn't surrounded by business owners. I didn't know any better. And I was like, it just sounds great, right? It sounded really cool. But we didn't really have any money. But I was like, oh, well, that's normal, right? You know, quote unquote normal to start a business and not have any money. Lo and behold, we grew it again the second year because I was like, well, if we didn't make that much money at 700000 Surely, if I go up and I and we did 1.2 million, that we would be doing really well. And the crazy part is, after another year of working my ass off, the initial, I mean, think of it like if you're dating a significant other, and after like six months to a year of being with someone, all of the things that you used to not really notice about them that, you know, always bugged you, but you could kind of ignore 
it goes away. And so the honeymoon phase was done and I was not happy with my business anymore. I was like, dude, if we do $1.2 million of revenue and I'm making no money and working the hardest I've ever worked, like I got into business, yeah, like, cause I want to work for myself and I wanted that freedom, but I also don't want to be a slave to my business. I don't want to work in it all the freaking time, right? And so that's when I set out on my journey to learn what an actual successful business owner did, right? Like not, not someone who just works inside the business because really anyone could have a business where they're just self-employed. And I wouldn't even call that a business owner because, I mean, at that point, you don't own a business, you own a job. So, and it's better than having someone else tell you what to do, but owning a job sometimes also sucks. It's not very fun. So lo and behold, we turned the company around and I learned a whole bunch about marketing, about how to charge for jobs correctly, and all this crap that I was doing wrong. And I threw all of the pieces together, and I call it the GPP system, which is the Guaranteed Profit Pricing System. And it's just something that I call it. You know, you could call it whatever you want. And in essence, I wanted to see, okay, is this system that I learned through the hardship, through paying coaches, through paying for all kinds of stuff, and... You know, the worst part is paying for things that aren't even monetary, um, paying for things, you know, with my time. And that's something, you know, even if you lose money, you're never going to be able to buy time back. I forever realized that I have to pay for information and go fast, right? I'd rather go fast than waste time because time is my only asset that no matter how much money I ever make, I really can't buy back. So I never, ever want to do that again. So I wanted to see... You know, because at this point, the business was actually producing income and doing well. This was about, like I said, three to four years in, about three and a half, almost four years in to the concrete company. And I had this crazy idea. I was like, you know, I don't have to work as much inside my concrete company now because, you know, I hired some people out and we have some systems and I still was working in that full time. And in the back of my head, I was like, man, is the reason why we're successful because of Caesar or is it because all the things on my side. And don't get me wrong, I always knew Caesar was a very valuable partner. But I just wanted to see what is the power of the quote-unquote GPP system, and I wanted to test it, right? And I was like, the only way I could test it is if I start a business, I have zero help, and I do something that I have that I know nothing about, aka landscaping. I barely even knew enough about concrete, right? I knew enough because I was selling it, um, but that's basically it. But, you know, nothing about sprinklers or sod or putting pavers together or, like, retaining wall block, nothing. I knew nothing. And, you know, I did it. And, like I said, the very first year, over $500,000 of revenue, over $70,000 of actual income, and I worked on it less than 15 hours a week. And so I was super, super happy that it worked. And so this podcast episode is all about, you know, what steps did I take? What did I do? Like, how did that actually work? And how did it come to fruition that I went from knowing nothing about landscaping to making $70,000 and not really spending that much time? I mean, a lot of Americans would kill to only work 15 hours a week and make $70,000, especially because it's only going to get better. We hadn't built up any brand, any name, any nothing, right? So it all gets better from there. So what steps did I take? You know, I wanted to break this down because I think it's a little bit different than what most people would do in our industry. And I realized that because it's not what I did when I first started out in concrete. 
And I started out the landscape completely different and got a completely different result. You know, I always look at business like a recipe. It's, I actually really like cooking too. Uh, I, you know, just side stuff like steaks, et cetera. But, you know, I experiment with steaks all the time. I'm like, man, what if I throw a compound butter on it? Like, does that make it better? Right? Oh man, what if I throw the salt on a day in advance? Does that make it more tender? Does it make it more flavorful? And in case you're wondering, the answers to both of those are absolutely yes, right? And business is the same way. That's the thing. Luck has nothing to do with it. It's really all what we do in the back end that a lot of people don't see. But based on how you change the recipe of your business, your results will vary a lot. And so that's something that I learned. Um, And it's something that I'm learned is true about life just in general. But okay, so enough of me rambling. This is how I did it. So number one, I built a full budget and a plan for the year to determine what equipment I needed, how many field staff I needed, all the tools, all just to determine how much I needed to charge my customers. And I worked it all out backwards. And this is something that I learned how to do in the GPP system And it's one of my favorite parts. And I've talked about this in previous episodes, so I don't want to get super deep into this. So if you want to, go back and listen to a couple episodes ago where I talked about all about get your man hour hourly rate. That's basically how I figured out how much do I need to charge. And the crazy part is, and why this is so important, and I know you guys are on podcasts, so I'm going to do my best to describe this so you can actually understand. What I do is I go through and I build out all of the overhead that I was expecting. I mean, everything, even like, okay, how much money am I going to spend on warranty, even though it's my first year? How much am I going to have people not want to pay me because I'm new in landscape and I know I'm going to make some stupid freaking mistakes? I just knew it, right? How much am I going to have to pay to get my website, to get you know my dump trailer? I threw everything in there. How much am I going to spend on fuel? All of that. So now I know my expenses, right? And now I need to know, how do I build a business that is going to pay for all of that, plus give me a profit for actually, you know, thinking about it and orchestrating it, right? I went through, and at first I was like, well, you know, my expenses aren't that high. I just want two people, because I don't want to start out very big. You know, my full-time focus was the concrete company. I really didn't want the landscape company to be anything legit, especially because I was honestly just doing it as an experiment which if you're ever going to ask, should you ever do, do not do that because now I have a business and a baby that I have to still take care of even though it produces income with not much effort. It still is effort. So uh, yeah, don't do what I did. (laughs) Obviously, I don't think I need to tell any of you that. I'm the only one crazy enough to do that. But so I went through and I wanted two people. And then I realized, I was like, man, if I have two people, I can't really justify charging enough to pay off all of my expenses. Because the way that we have to think about our business, right, is that we only have as much to sell as what we can. Like, for instance, if I sell out two people for the year, like no matter how hard they work, I can only produce so much revenue, right? Even if I'm charging a lot of money per hour for the both of them, I can only produce so much. And when I put it into the system, it showed me that I was going to lose like 50,000 bucks if I hired two people. This is why this first step is so important. And then what I did is I was like, oh, okay, I think I need three people 
And then I don't really want to be doing all the sales and stuff. So I'm going to be hiring a salesman slash project manager. And they're going to spend most of their time doing project management. But they're also going to sell the projects because I don't have time to sell either. And so I put that all into my spreadsheet. And lo and behold, it spit out a positive number. And it was something that I was happy with. And it was a plan that I felt could work. And so that was step number one, is basically building out a business plan. But I hate saying that because what everyone thinks a good business plan is, is doing what they teach you in school. Oh, go and do some market analysis. You know, you got to go and uh, you got to see if there's um, enough people who want your service. And it's like, shut up. Of course there is. Of course there is. They're like, oh, you got to see the competition. It's like, who cares about the competition? Man, I'm here to compete. I'm not here to be given free free candy. I ain't a kid on Halloween. I ain't going door to door asking for stuff for free. I'm here to compete. I'm here to sell, you know? So I think all that stuff is stupid. All I need to know is how much of anything do I need as far as equipment, tools? How many people do I need? At what price point do I have to sell? And then it's just about executing, executing the plan, right? And being nimble. That's also why I like doing this on a spreadsheet, by the way, because I did have to go back and change things on the spreadsheet that made me change things throughout the course of the year, okay? So that was number one. I had my plan, all of that. Once I had my plan, this is the other thing. A lot of you, you think, all right, I got a plan. I'm going to get licensed and buy a truck, yeah, I, I mean, sure. I guess you have to get licensed. I don't have to do that in my state, but I didn't buy anything. All I did is I built a website. Like, and when I'm saying like a website, I'm not saying like a rinky dink, like, oh, my sister's cousin who's 21 took a marketing class and they said that they'd build me a website for 200 bucks. Like, come on. Like we're freaking business owners. You know what I mean? Like we're not we're not dabbling. Like we're not dabblers. At least I'm not. <laughs> so I went out and I invested in a real website, like a real website. I spent like 15 grand on the website, on my branding and everything. And a lot of you are like, oh, that's stupid. Okay. Well, all I can tell you is my results, right? And my results, I was happy with. So if you're not happy with that, then don't do it. Like I said, my recipe gave me what it gave me. And if you don't want that, then don't do it. But I spent like 15 grand, my website, my branding, and I looked legit. And that's the crazy part is to my future customer, I looked badass. My website was professional. My branding was good. I got my social, like my social media accounts. Like from the outside looking in, we were legit. But from inside out, we had no idea what we were doing. And when I say we, it was me. It was just me. (laughs) Okay. It was just me. So I did that. That was number two. Number three is I ran ads just like I knew how to do before, and I sold jobs, and I scheduled them out. This was probably about February-ish, March. I ran some ads, and I was like, all right, I'm going to book out for spring. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell some jobs. So I did that. I used the pricing that I, that I learned from my spreadsheet. I knew exactly what I needed to charge per hour. I knew exactly... Um, what I needed to market my materials by. And as far as how I figured out how long things would take, I just built, so I joined some online groups. I networked with other landscapers and I just asked for favors. I said, hey man, I'm, I'm bidding this job. You know, it's about 1,500 square feet of sod. I need to know how many, you know, roughly how many irrigation zones I need. 
How long does it take to lay the sod? Just give like, you know, I just, I just need, I just knew I needed to be close enough. And that's kind of the way that I built my spreadsheet. I sold about three to four jobs and I told all of them, okay, you know, I got one for April 1st, one for April 15th. Cause my first, my first project I ever sold, by the way, was like 35,000 bucks. So for people that think that they need to, you know, take forever to get into these big jobs, it's not true. I did it right away. And I'm not saying that's good or bad, but one of the reasons I could do that is from the outside of looking in, we looked legit just from a nice website. So that's why when people say a website isn't worth it, like that's ludicrous to me because that's what your customer judges you on. A lot of you are like, oh, well, I do great work. I'm like, well, if no one can tell from the outside, it doesn't matter. Okay. Just so you know. But I ran jobs, I so- or I ran ads, I sold the jobs. Okay. And I still had no truck, no equipment, no tools, no nothing. Okay. Then I went out and I hired a team. And they're like, well, Tyler, like you haven't even done anything yet. I'm like, I know, I get it. And when I say I hired a team, I did this like the week before, okay? So I was planning on doing this. I ran Facebook ads and I got some applicants. I also went um, to all of my competitors who were working. I offered all of my competitors people more money than what they're currently making. And, and I knew that I was gonna overpay them and I did not care. I wanted good people um, because I was charging good and I had a premium brand. And so I hired the team the week before I started. And I remember I literally went out with my foreman like two days before we were supposed to have our first job. And I was like, okay, I'm paying you for the next two days. I need you to literally just drive around with me. Tell me exactly what I need to buy. What tools do I need? What equipment do we need? Like everything. Like we're going to go, we're going to set up accounts at all the landscape supply houses. We're going to get what we need. We're going to get set up. And we're going to roll up to day one of the job you know, looking freaking badass. And that's what we did. And the crazy part is, you know, we went out, we got the equipment that we needed, which wasn't much. Obviously I was on a budget. I only had like 20 K ish to start this business and 15,000 of it went to the website and branding. Another 2000 bucks went to ads. And I had like $3,000 left to buy like the necessary small equipment. So that's it. And you know, if you don't have $20,000 to start your business, well, one, I would strongly suggest that you do because like business is an investment. Um, but if you want to do sweat equity, you definitely can. But this is just way easier. And like I said, what did I say at the very beginning? I wanted to have time. That's what I wanted. I didn't care about nickel and diamond everything. I knew that I did not want to waste my time again because I knew what that felt like. And it wasn't worth it. I knew I was going to need all of this legit stuff in the end. So if you're going to need it in like a year from now, you may as well have it now because you could use it throughout the year, right? That's, that was my mentality. And just so you know, I didn't even use all of my own cash. I even borrowed. It was like 10,000 bucks from friends and family. And not just borrowed, I like loaned it out at high interest. There's no freebies, right? So that's what I did. And we went through, we completed projects, I tracked hours, I made adjustments, and I did the things that a business owner should do. I wasn't there on the job. I was, you know, to make sure that they were doing stuff and that it was to my level of satisfaction because I at least knew if something looked stupid. That's about all that I knew. <laughs> and everything worked out. And I know a lot of you are probably thinking, well, that's crazy, I would never do that. I'm not suggesting that you do a business like that. I'm not suggesting that you do this. Like I said, this was an experiment for me because I wanted to prove myself that what I learned was legit. Okay. And after that, 
I think it is. Well, I, I don't only think it is. I know it is because I did that myself. And then the next phase, right, was all about like, okay, can I help others learn this system, the GPP system, and does it, like, does it even hold weight there? I was like, well, am I the only one that can do the system or can others? And that's why, you know, because a lot of people are like, well, you know, why do you do this whole podcast thing or this YouTube thing if you're really successful? And it's because I like it. I enjoy it. And honestly, it's more fun for me to work with business owners on implementing the system because this is the fun part. If you can't tell, I hate building stuff. I really don't like it. (laughs) So I did that to make money and I figured out how to make money with it. But I enjoy working with other people like you who's listening to this podcast, right? Um, Which, speaking of which, if you want to learn how to do the system, one, I just put out uh, four episodes before this are all about this whole system, how to figure out your price, how to find your price per unit, how I actually sell my jobs, what I do for marketing, all of that. So if you want to learn all that, go back and listen. Um, if you want to apply to work with me one-on-one to implement into your, this into your business, all you have to do is click the link down below in the description and I give you some, or I give you an option to basically apply to work with me um, and to work with me on putting the system, coaching you, etc. So if that's something that you're interested in, obviously go and click the link, but if you're not, you know, that's fine too. I mean, theoretically, if you want to take more time and not spend money, see, this is the thing that I always want you guys to think about, and this is how I think about it now, is, okay, you can use money to buy stupid things. You could buy cars, which I do like a nice car, but you could buy cars, you could buy, you know, whatever you want to do, buy vacations, buy traveling, or my favorite way to spend money is to buy time and to buy leverage, right? Because if you use money to know that you're going to speed up the process of learning, imagine imagine this, scenario one, you do what I did in, in, in my concrete company. It, I start it and I have to learn everything the hard way. I'm doing trial and error. It costed me two years of my life and probably half the grades on my head at the age of 31. And so I look back and I'm like, damn, was that worth that? (laughs) Like, was that worth that? Me trying to be cheap and me having an ego think I could do everything myself? Or would it have been better just to save up a little bit of money, be a little frugal, and then invest in knowledge? And I'm not even saying just in me. It could be anything. It could be like a community college course, which I don't really recommend because a lot of those people that are teachers, they haven't actually done this stuff in the real world. So I don't really recommend that. But I mean, books, it could be, you know, seminars, it could be, I mean, that is like, that's gold, right? Like I still budget in my life at least five to 10 K year on events because I love events and I learn a lot from them and they're expensive. But again, I realized that it buys me the time and okay. Scenario one, like I was saying is we don't only go through the first two years and we waste the time. But imagine if those two years we could have spent 10 grand at the very beginning of it, we get to the very end of the road in two months and not two years. And then those two years, you're making an extra 50 to $100,000 a year or more. Like, is that worth it? Of course it is, right? So, you know, I want you to start looking at that. Business, life, all of that stuff, all it is is a recipe. If you're not where you're at, it's simply, I don't want to be mean, but it's your fault. It really is. It's no one else's fault. Some of us have harder situations than others, 
But at the end of the day, we all control our own recipe and the ingredients that we put in, who we hang around, the information that we take in, all of that. So I do hope this was helpful. Those are the exact steps that I took. That is like my actual story. I still own uh, my landscape company to this day, but I'm actually selling it to my concrete company um, because I want to utilize my concrete's team to take it to the next level. And I'm tired of having three businesses, concrete, landscape, and online. So that is uh, not very fun for me. And I would rather just sell it to my concrete company, still own half of it, give all of my team a way to make more money through profit sharing because we have a bigger business and more products to sell. And yeah, there we go. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I will see you in the next episode.